0: Good evening everybody It's Friday night again Wow, weeks go by quick I'm your humble host, Dr. Richard Gladiator Johnson The Dapper Spiritual Kung Fu Often imitated, never duplicated This is the PowerPoints of Victory Radio Broadcast We're broadcasting on the Survivor Radio Christian Network We do radio 2 million downloads Strong, my engineer tonight, Rosalind Cooper Doing a great job as usual Our topic, a continuation of something that we started uh, last week's podcast And we're speaking about, and I know folks, a lot of conservatives don't want to hear this, but the U.S. Democrats, 2020, are actually closer to God than our conservative brethren. That's the topic. I'm reading from the book of Matthew, chapter 5, as proof. These are the words of Jesus that we'll be reading. We started last week. We started with the first 12 verses. We're going to continue through with mm, another couple of sections. We're using as our foundation document for tonight's podcast for today's podcast. Uh, let us see. the United States Conference of Catholic Bishops document, okay? And the link is underneath uh, the, the on, underneath our marquee in the description, show description. You can uh, copy and paste the link. you'll go to this page. And you'll see the document that I'm reading. The reason why I say this is because there are so many translations of the Bible in the English language. Forget the multiplicity of languages across the face of the earth. Just in English, if you go to BibleGateway.com and you put in, uh, there's a, a place there where you can see the different translations, you know, like a drop down menu. There's like 25 or 30 that they have listed. You have to ask yourself, if this one God, one Jesus, one Holy Spirit, one salvation, why are there one website, 30 translations of a document supposed to be the Bible, and in the United States there's like 20,000 different denominations? So because over the years, you know, I do these broadcasts, I do these podcasts because my heart goes out To people who, like myself for many years, when I was believing the propaganda of conservative churches, be they black, white, yellow, brown, conservative-oriented, socially-oriented churches, many of these pastors may be saying these things out of the kindness of their heart, they believe it for themselves, this is what they taught, this is what they're teaching, but you have to arrive at a place, and I'm speaking – you know, I'm a licensed and ordained reverend. I'm a licensed and ordained evangelist. You know, I've been to school for this. I have a doctorate degree in divinity. Okay. Um, you have to arrive at a place where you understand that people's behavior does not match the information in the document that everybody's supposed to be following. And then you look at the ones that the people who claim to be holding on to the document are casting aside and calling these other people heathens and, and beating them to the curb and telling folks to you know dehumanize them. And I'm speaking about like Muslims, you know, uh, many conservatives, they don't like people of color, whatever that may be to them. they don't like liberals, whatever that may be to them. They don't like Muslims, whatever that may be to them, you know, anti-gay, pro-gun, all this other stuff. Where is this stuff in scripture? Okay. Now, just so that you understand where I'm coming from, these podcasts that I've been doing for years now are to empower people for success. I'm not here to talk about, you know, dispensation of Jesus and, and God's grace and mercy and, you know, the typical stuff that you'd hear from some pastor preaching from a pulpit. You know, I, I, I pastor the church, and I came to a place where, I, you know, the Spirit – spoke to me through a person time to go it was an experience I was to go through it was something I was to 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 have in my my, my resume of experiences so I could see what's going on on that level now this was African- American churches in the United States but it gave me a glimpse my background I've've I've studied with my breeding as Roman Catholic I've studied with Jehovah Witnesses I've studied with seven-day Adventists I have studied with the Southern Baptist Organization. You know, I did you know their Bible study classes and what have you, and so forth. Uh, I could go on and on and on. So my 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 thing is, you know, Anglican Church, which is the Episcopalian Church in the United States, Church of England uh, over there in the UK. My thing is, I went through a supernatural experience in two thousand and five. I wasn't living right, you know. I'm not living right now. If you if you you know ask a, a, the average conservative pastor, okay, and he looks at my life, he would say, "Oh no, you're you're outside of God." But God is moving in my life all the time, okay. I see it, I experience it, I hear from God, all right? Um, in in so many different ways. So I do these broadcasts because I want people to understand. Whether you are hearing this podcast and your life is in the doldrums, you're going through all sorts of catastrophic changes, don't let someone who claims to be on a mountaintop of righteousness tell you that you are outside of the will of God. Because scripture says that he so loved the world that he sent his only begotten son, Jesus Christ. And the book of John, chapter 1, verse 14 says, the word became flesh and dwelt among us. So, you know, I, I'm, I'm really led to begin this series of broadcasts with, with the same set of scriptures to let you see and let you know that when Jesus says come follow me he means come follow what's in the word of god because he is the word of god bodied in a in a in a in a fleshly body you know during his three and a half year ministry okay that's who he was he wasn't this person that is typically expounded from the pulpit most churches are clubs They're clubs of people who go there for whatever reason. Oh, we've got great music, you know. The pastor, he's on fire, whatever that may mean. Okay, they go to to have their their social uh, preconceived social concepts. uh, 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 um, um, There's a word I'm looking for, justified by somebody wearing clothing, standing in front of the group up on a pulpit, who's supposed to be anointed of God, saying it's okay to hate. Whoever that, you know, that group is, you know, not to vote for certain people because they're outside of the will of God, blah, blah, blah. Let me share something with you. You vote for politicians. You're not voting for the pastor. Okay. Say that you're going to put judges into a position because they are going to judge based on a Bible. Then you are trying to impose Your view of life on a population of people, and that's not in the Word. Jesus says the kingdom of God is within us. He didn't say anything about it being without. He said it's within us. Okay? All right? So where did all of this idea of imposing uh, uh, the will of, of religion on somebody else? It came from Constantine the Great, 325 A.D., the Council of Nicaea, when they created this thing called Christianity. That's where it came from. But what was Jesus about? Jesus was not about all this imposing uh, his will on other people. He told his guys, go two by two and carry nothing. He didn't tell them to carry a weapon. He didn't tell them to carry food. He said carry nothing. He said God will provide. This is in Scripture. Okay? Now, <clears throat> so we're, we're, we're going through uh, from, from the, uh, the Catholic bishops – There are people who will say, well, those are the Catholics. I don't follow that. Okay, fine, fine. I get it, but guess what? If I was reading a document that was Baptist, there would be people who would say, I'm not a Baptist. I'm not going to follow that. If I was reading something that came from a Pentecostal church, there would be people who would say, well, I'm not a Pentecostal. I'm not going to follow that. Do you catch my drift? It's either we accept that there is a force operating that would like to unite with us so that we be, we can become the person that we were created to be, or we don't. And if we are going to cast dispersions on the source and the messenger, then I have to ask you, what about uh, Balaam in the book of Numbers, chapter 22, when he's riding a mule? And the mule turns around and speaks to him. Now, suppose Balaam had rejected what that mule had said to him. Go to the book of Numbers chapter 22 and read for yourself. Okay? God speaks to us in all sorts of different ways. So I do these podcasts because I've experienced many things. I'm very concerned at this particular point in time especially in the world, but in the United States and, and environs in particular, that because of what's going on on a national level with this pandemic, this COVID-19 pandemic, and the, the response of the church leaders and you know, major churches lining up with, with, with the Republican Party and with what's going on, with the Republican Party, and what's been going on for many, many years with the Republican Party. And it's not the party, it's the fact, it's the conservative construct that I'm dealing with. In today's world in the United States, the majority of, of your, your conservatives are members, affiliate, they, they associate with the Republican Party. Okay? And you know, we could have a, a back and forth debate about what that means and all the rest of that and so forth. Cannot discuss spirituality without getting into this preamble. It sounds like politics. You gotta bring in politics when you talk about spirituality in the United States because there's one party that claims to be the party of God and they're Christian and, and this, that and so forth. And then you have everyone else over there who mostly are fall up underneath two categories liberal or they call them a rhino republican in name only R I N O okay in other words you may be a, a member you know on your voter's card of a republican party but you're not a republican okay you're not a conservative what's that got to do with the beatitudes with the sermon on the mount Matthew chapter 5 it has to do with the fact that there are people who want to come to god and they are angry and confused that their churches have become pulpits for politics. And Jesus did not come for politics. Jesus was a liberal. It was conservatives who killed Jesus Christ. I did a show on that. I did a podcast on that. Okay, and 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 I won't have time to deal with that tonight. But I'm doing this because I want people to understand. That regardless of where you may stand in your heart tonight, as I'm doing this podcast, I want you to understand that there is a God, and he is not silent, and you don't have to be some perfect individual to walk with God. You simply have to study the word and let the spirit of God move in you because you have a specific destiny in God through Christ I'm not belittling anybody else's faith system I have not studied the Torah I have not studied the Quran. I have studied what's called the Bible There are missing books of the Bible That I have studied How many people know for example That there are sections of the book of Daniel That are not in published Bible That everybody buys out of the bookstores There are missing sections Okay. Uh, there's another, another book uh, That has missing sections The name escapes me Old covenant also missing. You got to ask yourself why. There are 14 complete books that when they had the original King James version published in the year of our Lord 1611 1611, this is 2020, so in 1611, the original King James had 80 books. Now they're only 66. Why? Okay, so. Uh, uh, my goal is to, to to expound upon things to allow people to understand that you have to search this out for yourself. I'm not asking you to agree with me. I'm simply asking you take a listen, check it out, and understand that maybe what you've been sold is not what's there. And perhaps, like myself, you will come to a place where you understand that you know this thing called Christianity – is not what it's made out to be. And before we go to commercial, our first commercial break, I'm just going to throw this at you to show you what I'm talking about. As a Roman Catholic, as a kid, I was taught, as a little picnic, I was taught that you prayed to Mary, the mother of Jesus, to intercede to Jesus. But when I started reading the book for myself, nowhere does it tell us to pray to Mary to intercede to Jesus. Jesus said you pray directly to the Father in the name of Jesus. That's a completely different kettle of fish all right so that's what i'm talking about i I simply want people to understand that hey we're here to open up eyes and allow you to understand that this thing is 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 it's not it's not what it's being it's not it's not what it's being sold as all right so having said all that uh uh i digress first commercial break Dr. Richard Gladiator Johnson, the Dapper Donna Spiritual Kung Fu, often imitated, never duplicated. We broadcast every Friday night, Eastern Seaboard of Canada, Eastern Seaboard of the United States, the entirety of the Commonwealth of the Bahamas, 10 to 11 p.m. Eastern Time. Currently, that would be 0200 to 0300 hours, Saturday mornings, Greenwich Mean Time, also known as Coordinated Universal Time, UTC. My engineer tonight, Roslyn Cooper, Survivor Radio Christian Network. We do radio, 2 million downloads strong. Dial in live to listen, five six three, nine 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 three zero eight four. Once again, five six three nine 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 three zero eight four. Raj, you got the helm. Don't go away, folks. We'll be back in two minutes. If your company needs a voiceover professional, call me at 646-504-1376. I'm Dane Reed. That's 646-504-1376. I'm there for you when you need live announcing for events, company voicemails, commercials, professional voiceovers for important videos, voicemails, and anything else your company might need. Call me at 646-504-1376. Interested in doing voiceovers? I also do consultations. Looking for a cafe with a home-like appeal where all who enter feel like they are part of something? Visit My Coffee Shop, located in East Lake, Atlanta, Georgia. MCS has a full breakfast and lunch menu, offering both hot and cold options, and is home of the amazing Basil Lemonade. But don't forget their assortment of freshly brewed coffees. Come on by at 2462 Memorial Drive, Atlanta, Georgia, 30317. We're pretty sure my coffee shop at East Lake will become your coffee shop, too. You may have heard the phrase, deals are done on the golf course, but do you know how that happens? The book Nine Holes, Nine Goals will provide hole-by-hole guidance on what to do and mistakes to avoid during a round of business golf. Pre-order your copy today at nineholes9goals.com nine because closing deals on the golf course is no longer just a phrase. You can do it too. SRN Survival Radio Network. All right, so we're back from our first commercial break. Dr. Richard Gladiator Johnson, the Dapadana spiritual kung fu, often imitated, never duplicated. My engineer tonight, Roslyn Cooper. We're on the Survivor Radio Christian Network. We do radio 2 million downloads strong. And this is part two of a multi-part series that I'm doing titled Why American Democrats are Closer to God in the Year of Our Lord 2020. And uh, we're reading tonight uh, we're from Matthew chapter 5. This would be the Sermon on the Mount. Uh, From Jesus Christ. And uh, so we're going to be reading from here. And this is Jesus, uh, basically, uh, so we can kind of like revamp quickly from our first podcast on this. Uh, It says, uh, verse 1 When he saw the crowds, he went up to the mountain, and after he sat down, his disciples came to him, and he began to teach them saying. All right. So then the verses 3 through uh, 12 are known as the Beatitudes, and we did that in a previous podcast. Okay, so tonight uh, we're going to begin, of this podcast, we're going to begin with uh, verse number 13. And uh, again, we're reading from the uh, United States Conference of Catholic Bishops. You can find this on the Internet, Matthew chapter 5. Okay, and uh, so it says here, you are, this would be the, the, the similes of salt and earth. That's, that's the name of the section, uh, four, four verses. You are the salt of the earth, but if salt loses its taste, with what can it be seasoned? It, can no long, it's, it is no longer good for anything but to be thrown out and trampled underfoot. You are the light of the world. A city set on a mountain cannot be hidden, nor do they light a lamp and then put it under a bushel basket. It is set on a lampstand where it gives light to all in the house. Just so your light must shine before others, that they may see your good deeds and glorify your heavenly Father. Now, we're going to pause there, because notice this is Jesus speaking, and he says, glorify who? Verse 16, your heavenly Father. Now, I ask, why are we being told to glorify Jesus? Why are we being told To worship Jesus Why are we being told All this stuff about Jesus You know I'm just I, I gotta ask that question Nowhere in scripture With Jesus Christ Matthew, Mark, Luke and John Did Jesus ever say To worship him It's only when we get to Paul And most of what they call The New Testament The New Covenant Is not Jesus It's Paul Why? Because historically Christianity as a religion Was created and conceived 325 years after Jesus Christ died Council of Nicaea And that was a politician, an emperor, a dictator named Constantine Put this thing together There were bishops who did the actual work of putting it together But he was there overlooking everything Okay? So when Jesus was walking around These are the things that he was speaking about. The stuff that we're being taught and we have been taught is stuff which is traditions that started 325 years after the birth of Christ. I mean, the death of Christ, I'm sorry. I want to make this clear so that we understand that just because there are people, learned individuals indeed, who are up telling you this stuff and people who were in their Groups known as congregations or whatever they may call themselves, who walk around preaching and telling people you got to live right while they're doing whatever the heck they want, all right? Uh, go to the book. Romans uh, chapter 8, and verse 14 says those who were led by the Spirit of God, those who were led by the Spirit are the children of God, not the pope, not the pastor, not the preacher, not the people, not the politicians, you see? So if you are a liberal, wherever you may be, on the face of this globe, because this is Internet, and you are one of those outsiders considered to be a liberal, fan something, it doesn't mean that you are outside of God or you are outside of Christ or you are, you know, part of that, you know, you're going to go and burn in hellfire and so forth and so on, right? It simply means that with whatever social order you're having to contend with, wherever you may be, family members, your town, your little county. Uh, The village The settlement Whatever That you're dealing with Mindsets And understand What does Jesus say Jesus says Verse 16 Just so Your light must shine Before others That they may see Your good deeds And glorify Your heavenly father Glorify your heavenly father Now The previous three verses speak about underneath a bushel, covering it up, speaks about, uh, uh, let's see here, that when you have the light of the world, that you are up on a mountaintop. In other words, people see the goodness that you're doing, and people who have wickedness in their heart are going to have a problem. And from my own life experience, and, you know, when you reach my age, you have so much what's called vicarious experience where other people have, you know, told you stuff about what's going on in their lives, or you've read books, biographies. uh, People have shared certain segments of things happening. Very typically, when people are doing the right thing, there's a whole ton of people who are going to come to you with a laundry list of reasons why you're doing the right thing is the wrong thing in their opinion, let your light shine. You're a liberal, don't be ashamed. You're a Democrat, don't be ashamed. Don't let anybody tell you that you're baby killers because right now in the United States, the people who are calling themselves Christians and bashing at, 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 at abortion since uh, Ronald Reagan's days, and I did a broadcast, I did a podcast specifically about what abortion is really all about. It's not about baby killing. It's not about the stuff that they call it, and I'm just saying baby-killing in quotations because that's what they call it, all right? It's about racism. And I pause to let that sink in, okay? All right, so don't let that stop you. Understand Jesus was a liberal, and this is why they had to kill him. They had to kill him because he was teaching that the social order that was there did not comply with the kingdom of God. Who killed them? The upper-class people got together and killed them. They were church people. They were conservatives. And they went out and they killed them. And I've done podcasts on that. Okay? So don't feel bad. You're being persecuted because you think it's wrong for Christian children to be in concentration camps on the southern border of the United States? You're absolutely right. You're in your part of the world and you're being persecuted because there are things that are being done that are wrong to other human beings, and you think that's wrong, and you say so, and people have a problem with it, you're absolutely right. Because we only pass through this journey, and then we go home. And I don't know what happens when we get there, because I haven't been there yet to come back and talk about it, okay? But we don't stay here forever. We all know that. But right now in the United States, they're pushing people back on the jobs they're removing the, the, the safety regulations to protect these people from this pandemic, they, and, and it's obvious that by and large, the people who are so pro, uh, uh, you know, we got to get the economy going stuff, that's grand. I agree, but we need to protect human beings because if one is going to say, I'm holding a Bible, it's wrong for abortion because you're killing a life. And, and they have thousands of regulations across the different states in the United States telling a woman what she can and cannot do with her body. But now they're saying we got to put the kids back in school and, oh, okay, well, if 3% of the kids die, well, that's the, that's, that's the cost of doing it. Uh, we got to get the, the, the economy going, and if we lose 3% of the population, you know, 4%, 2%, 1%, uh, that's the cost of doing that. It doesn't add up. Come before God and say... That God agrees with that You cannot come before people and say that God agrees with that The Bible says God is not a man that he should lie In other words, he's not a hustler He's not going to tell you one thing over here And another thing over there You know, if it's good for the goose It's good for the gander If it's good for the goose It's good for the gander I'm saying that people who are calling themselves Conservatives in the United States Don't know where you are in the world But in the United States Are demonstrating wide open That this has nothing to do, their behavior has nothing to do with what is actually in Scripture. It has everything to do with what's in their heart. And if you are walking according to your heart, and you are walking according to Scripture, and you are not lining up with what these people are about, and you're being persecuted about it, don't feel bad. You're okay in the sight of God. It's not the gladiator saying that to you. The word of God is saying that. Okay? All right. That's verse number 16, just Just so your light must shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your heavenly father. The next section is even more powerful. The chapter here, or this section here, is called Teachings About the Law. Now, let's preface that. What is the law? The law is the law of Moses. Okay? When they say the law, they're making reference to the law of Moses. We're going to go ahead and take a commercial break right here because it's the bottom of the hour. It's a good place to take a break. Uh, yeah. Dr. Richard Gladiator Johnson, the dapper daughter of spiritual kung fu, often imitated, never duplicated. Survivor Radio Christian Network, we do radio, 2 million downloads strong. My engineer tonight, Roslyn Cooper. Roz you got the help. Don't go away. We'll be back in two minutes. If you're a content creator, social media socialite, influencer, or simply love to record current events, you need the joystick. The joystick is an essential tool for every type of digital content creator. It holds two or more mobile phones or tablets, allowing users to stream and record hands-free on multiple apps simultaneously. And it's lightweight and portable. For more information or to purchase your joystick today, visit our website at www.joystick.com. That's www.lbtaxservice.com, L&B Tax Service Incorporated, tax professionals that you can trust. Do you have a business, product, service, or an event coming up? Is your current marketing getting you nowhere? Survival Radio Network is an award-winning network with over 1 million downloads. We're offering high-exposure 30-second spots on our network, reaching diverse demographics both locally and nationwide. Give us a call at 323-977-8172 or visit our website at www.survivalradionetwork.us today. SRN, we do radio. The SRN. So uh, Dr. Richard Gladier-Johnson, back from our second commercial break. Rosa Cooper, my engineer, Survivor Radio Christian Network. We do radio 2 million downloads strong. So uh, we're going through the, 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 the book of Matthew, and uh, we're looking at uh, the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus. And we're speaking about the fact that today Democrats are closer to God. Liberals are closer to God. Okay? And we're going through here to show you that if you're a liberal, don't be ashamed. Be proud because you are actually closer to God. Liberals care about other people. Liberals don't like things because it's negative for other people. Generally, conservatives, they only get concerned if it impacts them. Okay? I mean that's, that's the general thing. Now, they can dance around and say they're pro-gun, they're anti-abortion, they're this or that. But when you come down to it, that's what it's all about. So long as I'm okay and my little immediate little group is okay, I could care less about the guy down the street. They, you know, and, and liberals just have a different mindset. Jesus was a liberal. If Jesus was a conservative, trust me, nobody would get to heaven. Nobody, because there would be this strict thing that nobody could meet. And guess what? If you're going to go and believe what Paul wrote, Paul says, book of Romans, chapter 3, we all fall short of the glory of God. Paul says, Romans, chapter 3, there are none perfect, no, not one. So if nobody's perfect and God was a conservative, we'd all be going to wherever it is you go when you're not perfect. Everybody understand what I'm saying? But you see, God is not conservative. He's a liberal. He sent his son to pay the price for us according to the bible okay why because he's concerned about others he's concerned about us see and the minute that we want to get proud and bigoted we're in a different kind of realm where am i heading with this the next section of Matthew chapter 5 and i'm reading again from the catholic give me a moment United States Conference of Catholic Bishops, Matthew chapter 5, okay? You can find it on the Internet. And uh, it says teaching about the law, talking about the law of Moses. Okay, that would be the Old Covenant. Verse 17, do not think that I have come to abolish the law or the prophets. I have come not to abolish but to fulfill. Amen, I say to you, until heaven and earth pass away, not the smallest letter Or the smallest part of a letter will pass from the law until all things have taken place. Therefore, whoever breaks one of the least of these commandments and teaches others to do so will be called least in the kingdom of heaven. But whoever obeys and teaches these commandments will be called greatest in the kingdom of heaven. I tell you, unless your righteousness surpasses that of the scribes and Pharisees, you will not enter the kingdom of heaven. Okay, so that is verse 17 through 20. So let's start from verse 20 where he concludes. He says, I tell you, unless your righteousness surpasses that of the scribes and Pharisees, you will not enter into the kingdom of heaven. Now, who were the scribes and Pharisees? These would be your upper class people. These were people who were educated. A scribe was someone who knew how to read and write. Back in that culture at that time, there was no such thing as public education, okay? So you had to have money or have your family had to have money or you had to have a patron who would pay for your education in some form. So generally he's making a reference here to upper-class people, conservative people, because these were the people, the scribes and Pharisees, who were the ones who had the impact, the political influence, the religious influence, to set the rules in place. And if you remember, it was always the scribes and Pharisees, read the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, who were going around always trying to catch Jesus in some kind of a slip-up. Does that sound familiar to, to American listeners? Always running around trying to find somebody in a slip-up? I mean, as I'm, I'm, I'm doing this podcast, Here's some woman Has come out of nowhere Accusing Joe Biden Of some kind of slip up From way back when And the more she talks The more holes there are In her story Same thing happened to um, Kerry I forget his first name now Who was uh, 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 the, the the ambassador U.S. ambassador uh, Under Obama for a while If I'm not mistaken Okay um, You know he, he When he was running uh, uh, Donna Rice Came out of nowhere Accusing him of sexual impropriety And she was Just embraced by the the religious right The religious conservatives and so forth You know, you poor girl, God forgives you You see? There is a pattern of behavior That demonstrates that people who are liberals Walk closer to God It says here, we read it That if you, unless Your righteousness surpasses that Of the scribes and Pharisees You will not enter the kingdom of God It says therefore verse 19 Whoever breaks one of the least of these commandments And teaches others to do it Will be called least in the kingdom of heaven What commandments are we talking about Well we know about the ten commandments We know about those I mean those are pretty common right Everybody kind of knows about the ten commandments What about thou shalt not kill As I'm doing this podcast tonight There's a gentleman Who was murdered Back in February, Brunswick, Georgia, jogging, and two white males decided to get in their vehicles, chase him down. One approached him with a shotgun. Of course, he didn't know these people, so they got into it, altercation, and the other one shot him. And it was videotaped. No charges have been filed that I know of. We have no idea how this is going to turn out on a a legal matter We know about, for example uh, Who was that, Trayvon Martin We know about Tamar Rice Okay All across the United States, on average There's an African American, unarmed, being shot Killed by policemen Every 72 hours The churches are saying nothing about this Okay Thou shalt not kill Thou shalt not kill But they don't have a problem They want to own guns Conservatives I have a constitutional and a God-given right to own guns Where does it say that in scripture? They'll go to one little verse and try to stretch that out But Jesus never said that He never said Carry weapons He never said that we have a God-given right to carry weapons We will see further on in the same chapter Where he speaks about anger and if you have a problem with somebody, don't even come to the altar to bring a sacrifice to God. But they teach people to hate and to have animosity towards people who are liberals, you know, liberal politically, people who are gay or lesbian, people who are Muslims, people who don't follow their brand of, 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 of quote-unquote Christianity and so forth. And we have just read right here, okay? Therefore, whoever breaks one of the least of these commandments and teaches others to do so Will be called least in the kingdom of heaven But whoever obeys and teaches these commandments Will be called the greatest in the kingdom of heaven So why is it that The minute someone says That we need equality in the, in the culture It is the conservative churches That want to call them communist And socialist When the Bible Says that we are all equal In the eyes of God And this is why they had a problem with Jesus Christ Remember, I was just talking about the scribes and Pharisees in verse number 20. Scribes and Pharisees were always talking about how Jesus was hanging out with the sinners and hanging out with the prostitutes and hanging out with the tax collectors and hanging out with this one and doing miracles on Sunday. Remember, it was, he, he did a miracle. Uh, I forget exactly what miracle it was, and he asked a question when he was challenged. Let me ask you a simple question. If your mule falls into a ditch on the Sabbath day, are you not going to take, take the mule out or are you going to let him stay in the ditch and die? The man had no response. He had no response. You see? So liberals have more of a, a, a live and let live kind of heart and a live and let live kind of mindset. Whereas conservatives have all these rules and they have their own world, this conspiracy theory. There's always Somebody's trying to take over And somebody's trying to do this And somebody's trying to do that and, and, And we need to fight against the government And fight against this But then at the same time They want to tell everybody else To do whatever they're telling you to do But they don't want anybody telling them what to do This is just a conservative mindset And I'm simply saying That liberals overall Tend to be closer to God My broadcasts are not for conservatives I might as well tell you. I'm not a conservative. I'm not necessarily a liberal because I have certain concepts that go down the line on certain things in life. Yes. But the God that I walk with, if he was a hardcore conservative, I wouldn't stand a chance. And I don't believe anybody else would. But you see, we can't play with God. We have to understand that this is real. We have to understand that that he loves us. And he loves us whether we, you know, regardless of how you may be living that everyone else is saying is immoral. Everyone else is saying is off the chain. People who are in the churches are coming along and they're trying to, you know, say stuff to you and so forth. I'm saying you got to wave your hand and just forgive them and just say, Lord, they know not what they're talking about. Because our relationship, yours and mine, if, you, if you've listened this far into this podcast, yours and mine, is not based upon what other people think. It's our relationship based with that force, with the relationship that we have with that force out there. Does that make sense? Because that's what's in the book. That's what Jesus spoke about. Love thy neighbor as you love yourself. Greatest of the one, two great commandments love thy neighbor as you love yourself. That's one of them. And then he tells us the parable of the Good Samaritan to speak about who was your neighbor. Because they ask him, well, 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 well you know, well, who, who's, uh, teacher, who's, who's, who's your neighbor? And he tells the story of the Good Samaritan. The Good Samaritan, y'all remember that story, you know, where this man is beaten by thieves and left to die? And they say that the, the priest came along and saw him and went on the other side of the street, conservative church. The congregation member came along, saw him, went on the other side of the street, conservative church. And then along came a Samaritan. Now you have to understand who was the Samaritan. The Samaritan was an outcast person. The Jewish people, the law was that Samaritans and Jews couldn't they couldn't do business together. You know that would be like you see in America where you've got these people who say they won't serve uh, gay and lesbian people because it's against their religion and they want to go to court because they they're, 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 they're bigoted against this population. That would be representative of the Samaritan. It would be a person of color. They don't want to serve this person because of their religion. That would be the Samaritan. So the Samaritan was an outcast, and it was the outcast person who tended to his needs. of so the wounded guy fixed him up, brought him to the closest settlement, the closest village, the closest town, the closest city, whatever it may be for you. And then he put him, in, put him up in an inn, and he left money with the innkeeper. And he said, if that's not enough money, still take care of him, make sure he gets a good doctor, because I'll pay for the rest of it when I come back. Whatever the bill is, I'll take care of it when I come back. And Jesus said, so who's the good neighbor? And I say tonight, who's closer to God? People who have all these rules and stipulations and want to impose them on everybody else, rules that they themselves obviously don't follow because the proof of the pudding is in the tasting. If you're telling me again, you know, I, I come right down to this basic thing. Since the days of Ronald Reagan, they've been saying, hey, you know, abortion is wrong you're killing a baby but now they want to push children back into classrooms knowing that they're going to kill two to three percent of them kids they want to push people back into the workforce knowing they're going to kill two to three percent of the workforce if murder is wrong for a woman to have an abortion murder is wrong to put people back to work or kids back in a classroom you cannot have it both ways it is so crystal clear to me which is why i'm led to do this particular series of podcasts at this time because it's crystal clear. It's crystal clear. And I say again, the whole point of these podcasts is to let you know you don't have to be perfect. You don't have to line up with what these people are telling you in the church. You don't have to be up underneath somebody's uh, 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 covering uh, and so forth and so on. That's not required. And what's the proof of that? Okay. Simple question. Go to the book of, I want to say that would be First uh, Kings chapter 5, and you're going to run into somebody called Elijah. And then after him immediately comes another fellow called Elisha. And between these two gentlemen, there are 48 recorded miracles, including bringing people back from the dead three times. And Jesus Christ hadn't walked the world yet. And these were men who brought people back to life that's how close they were walking with god and not once in their life and that's recorded in scriptures that i've read did they go to anybody's synagogue to find them you had to be out you had to go out in the middle of nowhere to where they was at and jesus himself says, you go to the next chapter right after chapter five chapter six matthew he says when you pray go to a closet go someplace away So you don't have to be in a church to be close to God is the point that I'm making. And it's right there in Scripture. It's right there in Scripture. Let me check my time. Yep, I may just have, let's see, give me just a moment, 19th century guy catching up to 21st century technology. Yes, we have time to talk about teaching about anger. That's Matthew chapter 5, verses 21 through 26. So let's talk about that right quick. You have heard that it was said to your ancestors, you shall not kill and whoever kills shall be liable to judgment. But I say to you, whoever is angry with his brother will be liable to judgment. And whosoever says to his brother, Raka will be answerable to the Sanhedrin. And whoever says you fool will be liable to fiery Gehenna. Therefore, If you bring your gift to the altar and there recall that your brother has anything against you, leave your gift and there at the altar go first and be reconciled with your brother and then come and offer your gift. Settle with your opponent quickly while on the way to court with him, otherwise your opponent will hand you over to the judge and the judge will hand you over to the guard and you will be thrown into prison. Amen. I say to you, you will not be released until you have paid the last penny. And what's he talking about? He's speaking in parable. See? He's speaking in parable towards the end there. I grew up in a culture, you know, growing up in the islands, you grow up, the old people would speak to us in parable. So understanding scripture comes kind of easy for a person like myself when when it gets into parable. He's saying, I mean, it's right there. It's not just about physically killing someone. It's about even thinking about it. It's having it in your heart. It's it's just even conceiving this stuff. So how is it that we have church people who are basically saying it's okay to have animosity towards somebody because you don't agree with their lifestyle? You don't agree with their religion. You don't agree with their color. You don't agree with where they come from. You don't agree with the language that they speak. Where it says right here, settle with your opponent. So who's your brother? Your brother is any opponent. Your brother, your sister, that's not like a, a relationship, like, you know, same mother, father, what have you. That's a figure of speech. Settle with your opponent, anybody you may have an issue with. Settle with them. Try to make peace. This is why scripture says forgive. But see, conservatives are always talking about going to war with somebody. They're always talking about kicking somebody to the curb. It's liberal people who say, well, let's transcend that. Hence, I say again, in 2020, in the United States, in general, those who identify as being in the Democratic Party, Tend to be closer to what's in the word of God And people who are saying that they are part Of this Republican thing I don't see it I don't see it The people that I that, that I have contact with And, and I mean and I don't know the world But the folks that I come in contact with Either through Facebook, Twitter, in person These are people who They are hardcore in their views They are dug in with their views When you bring them facts and reality They dismiss that and when they come back at you, they are coming back with all kinds of of of, of, of stuff that I, I just, you know, and just stuff that, that doesn't make any logical sense. And when you show people that it doesn't make logical sense, they change the subject or they get mad at you or they start calling you names, what have you, and so forth. And you just have to wave your hand and say, God, forgive them, and move on. But I'm saying... These things tonight And recording these things tonight Because I'm in the midst of this pandemic Tomorrow definitely is not promised In general But during a pandemic You just don't know And I want to leave a record behind I want people to understand That if there's anything I've learned in my life Is that You cannot go around And affiliate With people Who are outside of the will of God and how will you know that people are outside of the will of God? The Spirit of God will let you know. God will let you know. And you won't need to be around a bunch of other people and everybody telling each other and reaffirming to one another that, yeah, we right, that, that, that person is wrong. Because that's generally what goes on when you get down to these little you know church, church things. You have a group of people. I mean, where's the biggest gossip house? biggest gossip house I've ever run into has been inside of churches. Talking about one another, talking about people outside the church, worrying about who's, what's wearing, who's wearing what, this is not God. And if anything is going on right now, everybody needs to understand that you don't have to line up with what people are saying to line up with the word of God. Jesus says, come follow me. Jesus says, come follow the word of God. Study the word of God. Read it for yourself. Don't let people tell you what's in the book. Study it for yourself. It was such an eye-opening experience for me way back in the 1980s when I really started, in the 70s, when I really started reading it for myself. You know what really started to open up my eyes? I was going to university in Jamaica, and I met Rastafarians, and, you know, I had grown up in in the Catholic church. And, of course, I'm going, you know, we're having these conversations, and these fellas are opening up the King James Version. And they're showing me stuff. And, and, and let, me, let me check my time right quick. Yep, I got just enough time to bring this example in. Back in the 19, uh, 1970s, the Gideon's Bible that you would get in a hotel, King James Version, you go to the book of Revelations, the vision that John had of Jesus Christ, because they showed me this. And I was like, wow, I never looked at it like that. G- John saw a vision of Jesus. Hair like sheep's wool. Skin like burnt brass, eyes red like fire. And they was asking me a simple question. Now these are, Remember, Russ has got the dreadlocks. Guy would show me a picture of a sheep before they cut the hair. Dreadlocks, same kind of hair, same kind of, all matted up, just like he was wearing. He'd look at his skin, okay? Look at a lamp, you know, just look at a hurricane lamp, one of them old torches like what you'd see in a western, okay? Brass, when it gets hot, it's been burnt. It's brown, it's black. Eyes red like fire He asked me a simple question These guys would ask me a simple question Is that a white man or is that a brown man? See? But if you look at the Bible today Go to King James Version Go to the book of Revelations Skin like polished brass Hair white like such and such Blah, blah, blah I'm going to leave you with that Study the book for yourself And don't just study one version Look around Study it and study it and let the Spirit of God lead you. Not the gladiator doing the podcast, not the talking to you from the pulpit, not your neighbor. Study it for yourself and align with the Spirit. There is a force out there, and that force wants us to be the best that we can be. And he's not judging you because you smoke a cigarette or you drink a beer or you're smoking weed or you're smoking crack or you're running the streets or whatever it is people may be holding you down about. He ain't judging behind that. He's judging your heart. He just wants you to do the best you can. If you get an A for effort doing the best you can, you're walking on the right path. And if you care about people and you care about what's happening to people, you're definitely on the road to victory. So having said that, hey, that's the gladiator. We out of here. Good night, uh, 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 Rosalind, my engineer. Good night, everybody. May God continue to bless you. And remember what I always say before I close out a broadcast. Don't let anybody that's given up on their dream talk you into giving up on yours. Good night, everybody. God bless. held us down But now it looks like things are finally coming around I know we've got a long, long way to go And where we'll end up I don't know